Woody and Gorney back for another week of picks. <laughs> All types of stuff going on. Challenges trying to record this one, but you know, we got to give the people what they want. Gorney on the season 63-47 and one. I'm 62-48 one. That's against the spread. We had under 500 weeks last week, but we're going to bounce back this week, Gorney. Let's get right into the picks. Yep. Number eight, Tennessee at number 25, LSU. The Vols favored on the road by three points. Yeah, this is a game that I think if it was at night, I would take LSU with the points at home, Baton Rouge, everybody partying all day. I think Tennessee is the better football team here. You know, LSU squeezed it out against Auburn last week, but had to come from behind. The offense was not clicking. Brian Kelly has talked about how they have to go faster and just be a little more free on offense. I don't I don't get it. I don't think they can keep up with Tennessee's offense here. I think Tennessee's a pretty good football team. I'm going to lay the points in Baton Rouge. I think Josh Heupel goes down there and gets the win comfortably. Yeah, my buddy Phil in down for uh, down there going to the game for a bachelor party. He said, what do we want to bet on the game? What should we do? I said, take the Vols. Big, <laughs> big. <laughs> give me the first half. Give me the team total over. Give, give it all to me. So, yeah, I'm riding with you uh, on Tennessee there. Good luck, Phil. Gambling legal in the state of Louisiana as well, so he'll have fun with that. Uh, next up, Utah at UCLA. UCLA, a three-and-a-half-point home underdog. No respect for the Bruins. Yeah, no respect here, um, but Utah is usually pretty good in these spots. Uh, UCLA is playing very good football, though. They, they, they pounded Washington last week. That score, even though I think they won by 18, was not indicative of the game. I thought UCLA pretty much controlled it the whole way. The offense is very good. Chip Kelly has these guys playing really well. This is not your typical UCLA team, but Utah can muscle these guys. I think they're going to pound it. I think they're going to uh, have a much better defense than Washington showed. Dorian Thompson-Robinson loves going to Bobo. I think Utah is going to slow that down. I'm going to take the Utes on the road, land a small number. I'm going to keep riding with uh, the Bruins. I liked how DTR looked. I liked the way they ran the ball. I mean, you know, that's always one of the staples of Chip Kelly's offense, the way they can run the ball. And I just don't think Utah has the same bodies on defense that they had last year. We saw it against Florida. So three and a half points. The, the Utes might win, but I think it'll be a close one. Uh, TCU going to Kansas. It's the college game day game. Kansas is ranked, but no respect once again. Six and a half point underdogs at home. This is where it ends. Uh, the Cinderella story gets clobbered. TCU is a very good football team. Beating Iowa State is one thing. Iowa State is a fine football team, but they have no firepower on offense. Uh, TCU does. We saw it last week against Oklahoma. They completely embarrassed Ted Roof's defense, Brent Venable's defense, put up huge numbers, and it, and it could have actually been worse. I just don't think Kansas has the athletes to stay with TCU. I love the story. I love Lance Leipold. I love everything about it. But this is setting up for, okay, game day's there. They're finally ranked. This is when it ends. TCU may be big. No. Oh, ye of little faith. Uh, the Jayhawks, six and a half points. Come on. That's ridiculous. So you're telling me they're 10 points worse than TCU? This team is undefeated. I think uh, it's going to be a big party. I, I think Kansas can at least keep it close. But I guess what? I may do a money line sprinkle there as well. I You're mm -hmm. like, that's told me it ends this week. Cassidy, who, who is had no way. So, uh, yeah, give me the Jayhawks. I like them there. Texas A&M going to Alabama. We thought this one was going to be the game of the year, and instead 
Not a lot of fanfare leading into the old Jimbo and Nick Saban feud, Alabama 24-point favorite. Yeah, I mean, this was supposed to be the, the game of the year, as CBS put it on, as their primetime showcase. I don't know. I mean, Texas A&M might have a shot to cover this number if Bryce Young doesn't play and Jalen Milrow is terrible. Um, but, you know, basically after Nick Saban called out Jimbo Fisher for NIL deals and then Jimbo Fisher called Nick Saban a cheater who no one wants to work for, I feel bad for what the, the Aggies are walking into here. I think Nick Saban wants to run it up. I think he wants to embarrass them. And the problem is, is he can do it because Texas A&M's offense is such a mess. And, you know, I actually read an interesting article on ESPN about these guys, about how complicated the offense is and how the quarterback has to have years in the system to call plays because the linemen aren't calling plays. It's it's a mess. No one knows what they're doing. They have they have elite wide receivers. They're not throwing the ball to them. Alabama big 49-17. And I think this one is a blowout early. Yeah, I think uh I don't know. I the 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 fear is Bryce Young. Okay, does he play? I guess what yeah. I don't care. I saw Jalen Milrow this summer at the old uh, Steve Clarkson event, and I told him they were sleeping on him because everyone was assuming. It was going to go Ty Simpson and then Arch at that, at that time. And I said, hey, you got one year, Jalen. You're going to be playing. You're going to go to the NFL. and get He he looked pretty good. We know he has some limitations as a passer, but he's got a cannon for an arm. So yep. uh, Max Johnson is out. It, listen, when when does Texas A&M dust off Wegman? I mean, he's allegedly yeah. you know supposed to be a, a talent at quarterback. At some point, they got to get him out on the field, especially with the unrest of the fan base. But, yeah, I'm going to take Alabama. Uh, of course, you know, Alabama first half, we'll say it every week. Uh, it's always there for you in case you need uh, some charity. All right, Florida State at NC State. NC State, a three-point home favorite. So basically, they're saying these teams are even, Gordon. Yeah, the, the even. And and the thing is that the public loves NC State, but the, so does the money. The money's following this here. So, you know, I think NC State is similar to Wake Forest and how they can score. They can move it, move it a little bit. I'm going to take NC State. It's a home game. Florida State is better, but I think NC State is is the is the pick today. Yeah, I'm going to take NC State as well. I've been wrong on them week in and week out, so congratulations, uh, Florida State fans. Next up, number four, Michigan at Indiana. Michigan, a 22-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Yeah, this could be one of those sleepy games for Michigan where they win 28-10. And get an Indiana gets under the number, but we know. I mean, half the place, more than half the place, is going to be Michigan fans. The offense can score; they can move it. And I just don't think Indiana is that good of a football team. They went to Nebraska and looked look not very good last week. You know, they almost lost to Western Kentucky. I think Michigan comfortably. It could be twenty-eight nothing, but I think Michigan covers. Yeah, that's my issue. Is once Indiana lost to Nebraska, I'm not picking them. <laughs> the rest of the year. Sorry. So uh, give me Michigan. Next up, Arkansas fell out of the rankings. They go to Mississippi State. They're nine and a half point underdogs. We're not sure if KJ Jefferson is going to play last I checked. So what do you think, Courtney? Yeah, that's the thing. And, and we might have to refilm this for a, for an emergency podcast on Saturday morning if KJ Jefferson plays. I bet he doesn't. I, I, I So I'm going to take Mississippi State. Arkansas is very good, but without KJ Jefferson, I just don't know if that that offense can keep up. We saw Mississippi State's defense completely dominate Texas A&M last week. This is not just a team, you know, the the stereotypical Mike Leach score fast or move the ball and not have a defense. This this team has a very good defense. I think they're a very good team. 
Um, I'm going to take Mississippi State at home. And it's also one of the favorites. Arkansas public, money, Mississippi State. Go Bulldogs. Yeah, I think uh, if Malik Hornsby was the backup quarterback, I would probably be leaning towards Arkansas. For some reason, Cade Fortin came in the game last week. And, you know, yeah, no, nothing against Cade. But, I mean, this was the guy who was like the third string quarterback at USF last year that went like 1-11. So, yeah. uh, I'm not sure what, what they're thinking there. Hornsby's probably going to transfer now, which, you know, more power to him. And, yeah, I'm taking Mississippi State, uh, assuming, like you said, that Jefferson doesn't play because that's a big number. Uh, next up, speaking of USF, uh, Cade Fortin's old team, they're going to Cincinnati, 27.5-point underdogs. Yeah, the weird thing is here, no one wants to be on Cincinnati in this game, which is uh, very strange. Maybe the number's a little bit high. Maybe they don't think Cincinnati's offense can score. For that reason alone, I'm going to take USF. I think Cincinnati wins comfortably, uh, but I'm going to take the Bulls on the road here. They need they need a win. They need something to to, to hold their you know hat on here. Uh, I, I I don't like this game. I would definitely not bet it personally, but I'm going to take USF. I'm going to take USF as well. This isn't last year's Cincinnati team. I remember they had like nine guys going the draft. So. Uh, 27 and a half is a ton of points. Uh, it might be a little chilly for the for the USF boys going up there, but that's just too many points. For me. I wish it was 28. Buy it up to buy the, the hook there, Barney, to get to 28. Uh, Auburn at Georgia, speaking of big numbers, 29 and a half points. A lot of chatter that Brian Harson could be fired if they do get blown out. What do you think? Yeah, maybe Kirby Smart doesn't blow them out, so Harson keeps his job. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing for Georgia might be for uh, Brian Harson to stay at Auburn. Uh, no, I think Georgia smashes them bad. Um, I, I don't even know if Auburn will score in the game. Uh, Georgia is has 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 had back to back bad performances, and I don't think necessarily Missouri figured anything out against them. I think they've sort of been just gliding through these games, and I think Kirby's had enough of it. They got a real scare on the road last week at Missouri. That would have been an embarrassing loss for them. They snuck out the win. This week they're back 42 nothing. <laughs> yeah, give me Georgia. I think uh, Auburn is kind of too one-dimensional. LSU figured him out there in that game. Uh, and I think that Georgia's going to kind of feast on them. not going to happen. Uh, Tech, Oklahoma State, a nine-and-a-half point favorite. Yeah, this is one of the games that my heart tells me to take Oklahoma State because I had them last week against Baylor. Um, and I love this team, but the numbers point to Texas Tech. So I'm going with the Red Raiders here. I think nine and a half is too much. I think Oklahoma State squeaks it out, but it's going to be a close game. Mike Gundy's not the Mike Gundy of old where he was up and down the field scoring a million points and had no defense. He's basically the opposite now. So nine and a half's a lot. Can they get 31-21? I don't know. I think it's more of a 28-24 kind of game. I'm going to take the Red Raiders here, but I might regret this one. Yeah, Texas Tech, once again, I'm wrong every week uh, when I pick them or when I pick against them. I'm going to pick them this week to cover that. It's, a, it's just a big number. Number three, Ohio State going to Michigan State as a 27-point favorite. Yeah, this is this is one where you think the number is too high, but it's probably not because Ohio State has covered a lot of numbers against Michigan State in recent years. Um, you know, Michigan State's good at home, but – the last five times they played, Ohio State covered the number. I don't know. I'd have to look back in all my notes if they if there's ever been a number this big. 
I don't really think it matters. This Michigan State offense is a little bit of a mess. I, I, I just don't get what's going on there. Ohio State has too many weapons. I'm going to take Ohio State big, and um, I'll, I'll stick with the Buckeyes here. Now I'm going to take Michigan State. I think they're going to try to take some air out of the ball. Ohio State's kind of been scoring at will, but we saw Rutgers get some points. I think yeah, I think Michigan State can run the ball. Like you said, that's been an ugly year uh, for them so far without Kenneth Walker <laughs> the third. We think yeah. he might have helped out a lot of issues last year. But, uh, yeah, just 27 at home. I'm going to take that every time. Uh, Ole Miss at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt a 17-point home underdog. Yeah, this is another one where my heart tells me to take Ole Miss because – uh, because of what they looked like last week against Kentucky. I love them in that game. I love the under in that game. Uh, but but all the numbers are pointing to Vandy here. And 17 seems like it's too low, which means um, it's probably not low enough. So I'm going to take Vandy. I will probably regret this pick by the end of the first quarter when it's 21-3. Uh, but I'm going to take the Commodores at home. You, you don't walk into, into South Nashville or wherever Vandy is and get an easy win. Yeah, go to Fido for breakfast, my favorite breakfast spot within walking distance of the stadium there. Uh, yeah, I will take Ole Miss. Uh, I think they're going to run the ball, and that's uh, that's what they do now. This is not – Matt Corral's not out there yeah. running it and running it and running it, so I think eventually they'll break some big ones uh, and, and blow it open late in the game. Number 21, Washington, Arizona State. Arizona State, a 14-point home underdog. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like this game much at all. If, if you know, I, I guess I'll take Washington. Uh, you know, they did not look good last week. Maybe they bounced back. You know, Arizona State has all of the issues going on. 14 is a lot at home, but I'll take the Huskies to, to win by 17 points. Arizona State hasn't looked that bad. I mean, they were really yeah. competitive in that USC game. So uh, I think they can score, but uh, I'm going to take Washington. Washington is a pretty good team. Michael Penix uh, bounces back with a big game there. Number five, Clemson at Boston College. Boston College, a 20-and-a-half-point underdog at home. Yeah, and uh, this is a not a great Boston College team, but this is also – maybe a Clemson team that's coming off of that big NC state win last week at night and now has to go on the road for, for a, uh, for another evening game. I don't know. I I'm laying a lot of chalk this <laughs> week and I'm not crazy about it, but Boston college is bad, man. I don't, this could be 21, nothing. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Clemson. Uh, just give me Clemson. And if I'm wrong, I'll say I was wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to take Clemson. The Boston College offensive line is decimated, and Clemson has like eight five-star defensive linemen. So yeah. I'm going to that matchup's going to go in my favor. Uh, Washington State at number six, USC. USC a 13-point favorite. Yeah, USC has been sort of getting backdoored a little bit in some of these games because they get up and then they kind of do the typical USC cruise thing through the fourth quarter. And you know, Arizona State covered them. Stanford covered them. So. This Washington State team actually might keep it close for a little while, which makes me think USC is the pick here. And the reason is um, is because less than half of, of all picks are on USC, and the number's gone from 10 to 13. So somebody's betting USC big. I think this is the week actually where Washington State, at halftime it could be 17-17, and then all of a sudden it's 38-17. So I'm taking USC. Give me the points. Yeah, I'm going to take USC as well. I, I haven't been impressed with, with Washington State this season, even though they've 
maybe Wisconsin around with Oregon probably should have won the game depending on who you ask. So, yeah, but I, I just think USC that they're due for a, a big one here at home. Uh, South Carolina going to Kentucky. Kentucky is six and a half point favorite. We don't know what's going on with their quarterback. Yeah, this is the this is will be part of our emergency podcast Saturday morning when with our frosted flakes. If anything, I love the under in this game. You know, South Carolina's offense not great. Kentucky's defense is good. I think they come back a little upset for losing that Ole Miss game. Um, I'm going to take the Gamecocks here. Give me six and a half. I don't think Will Levis plays. If that happens, Kentucky's going to try to run the ball. They can't really run it all that effectively. I love the under in this game, but give me the game. With that, when when you love unders, you should love the underdog. So I'm taking South Carolina plus the points. Yeah, of course, Kentucky's backup, Bo Allen, transferred to Tarleton State, which was kind of crazy for a lot of people thought it, and myself included. Uh, <laughs> Deuce Hogan, though, former four-star Iowa quarterback, could be the backup. And guess what? I'm riding with Deuce. Give me the Wildcats to cover at home. Army at Wake Forest to go into the lightning round, Gorney. <laughs> Wake yeah, Forest, yeah. a 16 and a half point favorite. Uh, I never bet against the United States Army. Give me the Army. Yeah, I like Army too. Uh, this one's going to be low scoring like the under as well. BYU and Notre Dame playing in Las Vegas, of course. Makes sense totally for that to be played there. Notre Dame, yeah. a three and a half point favorite. I'll take Notre Dame. That's a small number. Even though the public loves uh, Notre Dame, the line has dropped. I still like him. It's going to be a close game, back and forth. I'll still take Notre Dame. I don't like that hook, though. Yeah, I'm going to take BYU. Uh, I think uh, Notre Dame is limited offensively, and I think BYU can can get some points on them. Next up, uh, Kansas State at Iowa State. Iowa State, underdog at home. This one, people are going to be tuning into like crazy. It's going to be an offensive showcase. Uh I'll take uh, Iowa State. Kansas State is, is the feel-good story in the Big 12 with Adrian Martinez. I think Matt Campbell's team comes back a lot. PO'd after losing to Kansas. I'll take Iowa State at home. All right. Uh, I'm going to take Kansas State uh, because I don't like to pick Iowa State. So <laughs> give me the Wildcats. And last but not least, Oregon. going House of Horrors for the Ducks over the past 10 to 20 years and 13-point favorite seems like a big number. Yes, it does, and I and I think it is. So I'm going to take Arizona. Uh, weird things happen in Tucson at, at night. So I think they could actually score some points and keep it close. I don't think Arizona wins outright, but I do think they give the Ducks a scare. I'll lay the 13 and take the Wildcats. Yeah, that's just too many points, like you said. I mean, we got remember we one year we had David, David Hasselhoff at the game with his daughter. I remember watching the podcast. We had the year where they went down there with Mariota and got smoked uh, despite outgaining them. So, yeah, I, I'm going to take uh, Arizona. 13 points, way too many. So that wraps up this week's show. Warning, I got conference calls to be on. So yeah. be sure to lock us in, share with your friends, check us out on iTunes, wherever you listen, watch, whatever. And we'll be back next week. Thanks, Gorney. See you.